0: This is the beauty of the church, is we are the hands and feet, the mouthpiece of Jesus, the body of Christ, where we can not only help with the practical need, but our society has a, a medium to long-term issue which they need hope. Like what's already been sung about this morning or shared about this morning, that even though we go through challenges and trials and the journey, because it's not all just mountaintop, there's some valleys in between, there's some forests that you walk through that you can't see where you're heading. It's in those moments that we can have hope and trust in a good God who is faithful, who loves you, who can dispel all fear, all anxiety, and we get to be part of that and bringing that to our world. So this morning, uh, what I want to share, what I'm feeling stirred about is, and I've titled it, if you're taking notes this morning, whether it's on a phone, whether it's old school on a notebook, it's on an iPad, the title of this message is From Seed to Expectation. I believe that's a word for us as a church. That's a word for us as the body this morning is God wants to take us from seed to expectation. (laughs) And I believe that there are three levels to experiencing the power of God's word operating in our world, okay? And I want to talk about this, that this morning, it's inspired by Jesus' own word. I'm not just making this stuff up, but it's inspired by Jesus' own words, which we find in Matthew chapter 13, which we're going to go to this morning, To my Bible around. I've got my old school Bible here, um, not the phone, which is getting blown by the fans, which is all good. So if you got your Bible, if you got your phone, let's head to Matthew 13. Uh, this is the parable of the sower. Who knows the parable of the sower? One of the issues is we can read this and we dilute the power of what it's saying because we think of those contexts like coming to know Jesus or getting saved. But actually, when we dive into this, it's more than that. It's about the message of the kingdom taking root and growing in your life and you seeing fruit. That's more than a decision, okay? It's many decision. We call that discipleship, okay? This message is about discipleship, but it begins with hearing, okay? So we're gonna jump, we're gonna start at verse three and it says this. Then uh, he, this is Jesus, told them many things in parables saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed, let's say seed, good, it means you're listening, and as he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path. Can you say path? And the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places. Can you say rocky places this morning? I was waiting to see if someone said rocky places this morning. But anyway. <laughs> Where it did not have much soil, it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns. Can you say thorns? Which grew up and choked the plants and still other seed fell on good soil. Good soil? Good, we're listening. Where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. He who has ears, I think that's all of us, let him hear. Now, what I love is the disciples did what, you know, some of us are uber thankful that they did. They basically went, Jesus, what are you going on about? Who remembers a teacher in your past saying, hey, anyone got any questions? And you're like, oh, I do, but I don't want to be the person who's the noob. And everyone kind of looks at them and like, do you not understand (laughs) what's going on? But who knows? Sometimes what we think is the dumb question unlocks something. So I'm uber thankful for the disciples here going, come on, what do you speaking parables? And Jesus gives us the answer. It starts in verse 18. It says this, listen then to what the parable of the psalm means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away. What was sown in his heart, this is the seed that was sown along the path. Can you say path? Nice. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. Come on. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who receives the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who receives the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. And he produces a crop yielding a 160 or 30 times what was sown. How good. This is an incredible parable. So the first level with God's word is this, okay? I call it information. Information. So we're going to talk about three levels this morning. Information. Who knows that the Bible is filled with great stuff? I, I'd hope that if you're here this morning, there's a few people nodding, filled with great stuff. Um, the challenge is we live in a culture that is an information overload culture. Partly thanks to our cell phones, right? At any moment, we are connected to a wealth of understanding. You know, it, it's kind of funny now. I, I, I imagine parenting may have been a little bit easier um, a decade, two decades ago when your kid asks you something and you can go, I don't know. Or ask your mother. (laughs) Or um, I don't know, maybe ask your teacher on Monday or something like that. These days, like my son will ask me questions like, um, you know, how old is somebody like an NBA player? And I don't have the excuse. I can just pull out my phone. Okay, I'll search it up. Like the other day, he was like, Dad, you know, what's the lowest score? Ever in an NBA game? I was like, I don't know. He's like, look on your phone. <laughs> so you get your phone. Okay. Get your phone out. Like we, we are, we have so much access right now. Um, I don't know about you, but I've got five books on the go. Is anyone like me? Five books on the go. Um, and what can happen is it's all great information. You can get really excited about it. And then you move on to the next book, right? Because it's information. Here's a mind-blowing stat for you. So um, there's this thing. uh, It's a great uh, infographic called the Internet Minute, okay? And it got updated for last year. So listen to this. For every one minute you spend on YouTube, whether you're watching a cat video, whether you're watching fails, whether you're watching a good, I don't know, a good preaching message if you're really holy, whatever you're watching, okay? One minute, within one minute. Can you imagine that with me for a second? You press play. At the end of that minute, within that minute, 500 more hours of video has been uploaded to YouTube. We've now hit point where you could never ever clock YouTube. Okay. 500 more hours. Do you know, within one, every one minute is, you know, if you're watching Netflix, within one minute of watching Netflix, collectively, there was 1 million hours of streaming happening within that minute. Should I put that into context for you? The average person only has 718,000 hours in their entire lifetime. So within every minute, there is an entire lifetime. If you were to press play when a baby is born until that person passes at the end of their days, that's an entire lifetime. That's how much information is there. So the risk is... We can't let the word of God just be information. To me, that is, you know, the seed is being sowed. the beautiful thing about seed is all of the potential, all of the power is within that seed. There's nothing wrong with the seed. Within it is the potential to grow. Within it is the potential to fruit. Within it is the potential of multiplication that that one plant can then bring a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. The word of God has all the potential, all the power within it, but it's where it lands. If it just lands on the path, it's just information. Where it doesn't penetrate in, where the word of God does it, it can't take root can't take uh, control of your world. Now listen to this. There's a, a really challenging quote here that you might've heard before. It's by a man named Gandhi. Listen to this. You Christians look after a document containing enough dynamite. I love this word dynamite because it's we've got that word in the New Testament, dunamis, you know? dunamis, power, where we get the word dynamite from. You Christians look after a document containing enough dynamite to blow all civilization to pieces, turn the world upside down and bring peace to a battle-torn planet. But you treat it as though it's nothing more than a piece of literature. What a challenge. What a challenge. Let us not be people who are so hard-hearted that we let it stay at the place of information that as the sea goes out, It just sits on the path. It doesn't penetrate in. And the birds, the evil one can come and just snatch it away and you see no power in your world. Remember, nothing wrong with the seed. It's about our soil this morning. Then we move on. Okay, so we don't want to leave it at the information, right? Yep, thanks. Good. You're listening, Andrew. (laughs) The next level is what I call revelation. So it moves, we want to move from information down to revelation. So you guys know what I'm talking about. You can read the Word of God and it comes alive like speaking to you. Who's experienced that before? Come on. When you're reading the Word of God and, and it moves from just words, it moves from just revelation uh, information, it becomes revelation. I love in 2 Timothy 3 Paul talks about how Scripture is God breathed. You know, the Word of God is the breath of God. He wants to breathe life into us. That's the seed that brings life. And and so, you know, for me personally, here's a a verse. So I I, I shared it that first week we went online after the flood. It's Psalm 46, verse 1. And God is our refuge and strength, our ever-present help in time of need. It's not just information, that is revelation about who God is. It's revelation that God is good. He's not just far off. He is a refuge. He's not just standing there watching us stumble our way through, but he is also our strength. It's not a question of will God hear me? Can God meet me where I'm at? But it says he is an ever-present help, ever-present at any moment, at any time in my time of need. See, that's the power of God's word, that it goes beyond just information, but it's a revelation about who he is. But we can't let it just stay at the revelation stage. Because what did it say? It said there is another two types of soils. One is the one that was shallow. It had rocks in it, right? And it said that those are people who receive it with joy. There's no issue with that because to receive it with joy is to get excited, right? It wasn't just information. It's like, oh my goodness, this is the word. This is the message of the kingdom. It comes in. It said that it even took root. But the challenge is it was just an emotional connection. It was just received with joy, but because it couldn't really take root, it just grew. And then when challenges came, what happened? It said it withered. So if we just leave the Word of God at the revelation stage, we risk, yes, all the excitement. We can come on a Sunday and go, yes, praise you, Jesus. We can open out our Bible and something can come alive like God is our refuge and strength, our ever-present help in time of need. But if we don't allow God's Word to take root, we don't deal with the stuff, then we hit challenges and it's easy just to wither. Can't let it just stay at Revelation. What's the other one? It says that um there were thorns, right? And it said that it was it took root and it's growing, but it's the thorns that choke. You know, that 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 speaks to me of a divided heart because it said that the keys of the world, you know, there's a few things going on, right? I mean, there's there's things to juggle. You got family, relationships, work. Um, you've got faith, maybe how you're serving in church. You got Hobbies, you got all these things, lots of plates spinning. But the warning is not to let the cares, the anxiety of the world choke, the challenge, the mountain to become bigger than who he is, the focus to shift. Um, it says the deceitfulness of wealth. Jesus isn't saying that wealth is evil. What he is saying is the deceitfulness, because if we if we don't keep it in check and focus in alignment with God, we can begin to trust wealth, right? Money's going to solve a whole lot of things (laughs) because money can. Money's a tool. But when money becomes our Lord, when money becomes our King, it chokes and it doesn't allow us to be fruitful. So what was the first one? Information. We can't let it just be revelation because we might see a bit of growth and we might get excited, but it stays here. No, this is the third one. So we want to move from information to revelation to expectation expectation has two ingredients, two sides to the coin. The first one is this, faith. So I can have a revelation, Psalm 46 verse 1, a revelation that God is my refuge and strength, ever-present help in time of need. But to move into expectation is to then have faith and go, God, I'm going to choose to believe what you're revealing about yourself. But there's another side to the coin, which is action, obedience. You know, I can believe it all I want, and I've even experienced this over the last few weeks where you can throw out the help me Jesus prayer. Anyone else do that or is it just me? <laughs> you're driving and you're just like, "God, help me. I need help. I need help." And you um uh, you know, maybe like you're talking about finding the solution. You say help, but you're still trying to figure it out. Anyone else been there or am I a lone nut? That's good. There's, we're a room full of nuts. Um, so, so you, you, you're going, God help me, but you're, you're trying to solve it yourself or you're, you're stressing or you're feeling overwhelmed or whatever that is. And you might even throw out there, but God, I know Lord that you can give me strength. But did you hear the first part that he is our refuge. Here's the destination we go to. It's not enough, if I think about it in a natural sense, to stand outside of a refuge. If you think of a refuge just a place you go to for safety and just scream out, I need help. You got to enter into it. So not only faith to go, okay, I'm going to act on this, but obedient. You see, I found just moment over the last few weeks where um, I've gone, like the other day, I decided, man, I, I need to go actually for a walk and spend time with God, um, I was like, okay, God, I'm taking refuge in you and I need your strength right now. Lord, I thank you that you are an ever-present help. That means you can meet me in this moment and God, I'm going to take time right now. Then I found it wash away because it's faith and obedience. You know, I think of other scriptures right now, you know, Matthew 16 where it says, these signs will follow those who believe. Great list at the bottom. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. That's an amazing revelation. We can even have faith in it. But the other side of the coin for expectation and to experience the power of God's word is we actually have to step out in it. We've got to be willing to go, and it is faith, spout R-I-S-K, to go, okay, Rod's telling me that his knee is stuffed. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray and go, God. God, I'm going to stand in childlike faith on that word and go, these signs will follow those who believe, that they'll lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. It says in your word that uh, by your stripe we are healed, that we are made complete. We can't let it just be information, a good chat, keeping it at the academic level. It can't just be a revelation, but not acted on it. has got to be become our expectation, faith, and obedience. And then what happens is the soil's being worked right, As we're being obedient. It's where God can do his best work to see the seed grow, the message of the kingdom become fruitful. Just a couple other scriptures if you're taking notes this morning. So Luke 11, Luke 11, and it's verses 28. Um, I love this, this challenge here right at the end. It says, he replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. It's hearing. It's understanding, and then it's obeying. Like James wrote, James 1, I think it's, yeah, it's 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself by just merely listening. Do what it says. And this is what I'm feeling stirred about for us as a church, is let's be people who are at the expectation level where we have faith, but we obey. Because as we see, and as as we listen, and as we have faith, and as we step out, that is when we begin to see his kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven through us. Can we have the band up? You know, I'm reminded of a, um, a, a favorite passage, which is Isaiah 55. Um, and in it, it says that, uh, when my, my word goes out, it does not return void, but achieve what I purpose for it. When my word goes out, It does not return void, but it achieves what I purpose for it. There is not a question about the power of God's word. And I think we all know that because we're here. The challenge this morning, and I'm feeling challenged, is we are, In my life, am I keeping the potential of it outworking in my life at the level of revelation or just information? Even in this moment, God reveal to me where in my life keeping it at the level of information or revelation. Where am I hard-hearted? Where have I been offended in the past? Maybe it's I've been offended in church or by somebody and man when I just hear that I I, I, I shut off. I, I, I'm i hard hearted. God I recognise that this morning. Bring your refreshing and soften that this morning. Where in my life am I? Man God I, just, I recognise that I'm shallow. I'm just getting excited but man look, I gotta do some work. I gotta actually get obedient and shift some of this stuff. God where are there thorns growing up that these these cares of the world maybe it's the deceitfulness of wealth that's pulling my attention away from what you have purpose for me, what you've called me to and it's choking what's what's happening in my world where you can be moving, God show it to me and here I am. Because here's the good news this morning, God knows every detail and God is only willing to transform you this morning. You've just got to say, God here I am because I want to be and I know as a church we want to be soil that sees hundred sixty thirty time I love it it's like Jesus is trying out there just so that we don't get comparing (laughs) but in some cases it's a hundred sometimes it's sixty sometimes it's thirty but it's growth it's growth in your life but it's also going to be growth around you thank you so much for listening to this podcast We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.